Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast, and we're shining a light on bright ideas today. We are talking food and the food business. I have a really cool founder with me today, Sarah Gotch, uh, and she is the founder of an amazing company called The Gnarly Pepper. Sarah, it's awesome having you on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to share all the goodness behind Gnarly Pepper. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's start with what is the Gnarly Pepper? I even want to know where the name came from. And then like, talk about the products. Introduce it to our, our listening audience. Okay, well, I'll start with the product here. Um, Gnarly Pepper is a custom spice blend company that pairs products with plain Greek yogurt. And we're simply creating that healthier, savory alternative to traditional dips and condiments. Um, and the gnarly name kind of came from um, the pepper form of just being a spice itself. And I love the brand, actually, Mellow Mushroom. Yeah. If you're familiar. Absolutely. Yeah, we have those around Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So um, kind of like they don't sell just mushrooms and I certainly don't just sell pepper. Right. But I wanted something a little more um, hip. Gnarly actually isn't used very much in the marketing world. So I took advantage <laughs> of that yep. and kind of playing up my brand. So it worked out well. I love it. All right. So cool that you started this company, but we skipped over one important thing, right? Your background, you're an ad agency person, right? Seven or eight years in in the ad space. So how do you go from, I'll say highly creative in that world to, I'm going to go start a company in the food space? Um, Well, I think that's kind of the morph behind it is the creative part of who I am and my personality. Um, I wasn't quite getting what I wanted out of sitting behind a desk from nine to five. (laughs) And (laughs) right. Yeah, not to, you know, poke at it, but it just wasn't for me. And um, loving food and having a relationship with food, I decided to go with an idea that I had in my phone for a couple of years, which was the Like Mayo Blend we'll get into later. And I dove into it, certainly wanting to just be an entrepreneur. The food realm kind of fell into my lap on what idea to go with. I have a ton of ideas, but um, I went with the Gnarly Pepper route, um, starting out and branching from the marketing. I love it. Okay. So got it. You're the high creative person. You've probably got tons of ideas. You found a couple that you wanted to, to potentially explore. And then you dive into this space of spice blends. So how did you figure it out? How did you figure out how to make a spice blend? Did you have a partner? Did you figure out, how did you figure out manufacturing You know all of that? Sure. Um, well, my best friend was Google for a long <laughs> time. <laughs> yep. Great. <laughs> um, Always a good but- friend to have. Absolutely. Um, But the reason why kind of getting into the spice blends was I wasn't happy with the alternatives out there, Um, especially in the mayonnaise category. I wanted something that was a better alternative for my chicken salad and tuna salad and potato salad. Um, Subbing out the Greek yogurt for mayonnaise just wasn't quite cutting it. And um, the taste of plain Greek yogurt on its own isn't that great anyway. Um, So just looking at what ingredients are found in traditional mayonnaise. Um, like your eggs and your butters and your vinegars and mustards. I just thought, what if, what if we can make Greek yogurt taste like mayonnaise? And yeah, so I bought some different ingredients online, like maltodextrin, and I mixed that with olive oil and turned olive oil into powder. So I thought I was like a huge chemist, obviously. Wow. Experimenting, ordering everything online, doing trial and error, a little teaspoon of this, an eighth of that measuring everything out with grams, um, coming up with three trial options, 
sampling that with the public and different neighbors and friends, narrowing it down to a product that I liked was kind of the beginning of gnarly pepper. And I just added the other two blends, which are the veggie and onion right. as the retail line. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big yeah. fan of like nonfat plain Greek yogurt. When I see it sitting there, it just doesn't even look good, let alone taste good. But right. I can only imagine you add something to it and it flavors it up, right? It certainly does. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Okay. So you're experimenting, you've become a chemist now and you're creative. And <laughs> then how do you go from, okay, I found something that my neighbors like and I cooked in my kitchen to you know, mass production, sold online, sold on Amazon. Right. Um, actually, being in Sioux City, Iowa, there's a lot of food ma- manufacturing companies. Uh, I was a part of the Chamber of Commerce and actually reaching out to a couple people that may have connections or a direction for me to go. They were actually helpful enough to share some of their partners in the spice world. Um, so I didn't travel too far south, actually. Um, I found a company about 50 miles from my home city. Got it. And was able to correlate and work out a recipe with the ingredients they have in house. So a lot of back and forth shipments and tastings of what my recipe became through their products. And um, through trial and error in that same regard, um, I found something that I liked and they were able to co-pack it for me. Oh, very nice. Um, Yeah. And kind of jumping into, we'll talk about lessons learned later, but um, I went with a larger pouch size, thinking okay. that people will be mixing and using my products constantly. Yep. So finding a pouch that I liked, that was just all research online. And then I still hand label all my value pouches. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, someday I'll get there, right? Right. Hey, that's okay. You're at this, but... but you're off the ground. You're not, you're past the idea. You've tested it. You've got, you did prototypes. Now you're like, you have real product. I mean, it's, it's there. It's, you can buy it today, right? I mean, that's where yes. you are in the process. So one of the cool things that I love that you did, and I, I, when, I love when entrepreneurs do this, is you went swimming with the sharks right? And one of the ways that you pursued funding and brand building was to go out and put it into an entrepreneur competition. Talk about that. Yeah. So our community is a growing community. Um, We really want to push the innovation. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship on its own, um, aside from the foodie world. And being a part of the innovation market and the swimming with the sharks all within one week, actually, um, I got to pitch and got first prize for both of those which I was very fortunate about. And it's um, a cash flow that doesn't scream um, huge, huge amounts, but it certainly gives you that confidence of, hey, people like my product. People like they it, like exactly. My, it's yeah, validation. They like the idea. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually drew in a little bit of a draw from grocery stores. People were like, kind of looking into it, like, what is this gnarly pepper? We need it. Right. So it kind of um, morphed into more of a uh, trend, if you will, in my hometown. And then it kind of branched out from there. Yeah. You need to have it like show, it needs to be in grocery stores, like on the little hang tags next to totally. the yogurt. You know what I'm talking about? Those little tags and like the yes. pouches right there and you buy your yogurt yeah. and there's the pouches right next to it to add to it. Most of my stores are actually doing that now. So there's been a barrier there, a learning curve. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to merchandise it though. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't agree more. So, okay. You got product now. Um, you're growing. So how do you build the brand? How do you get distribution? How do you get presence in market? Um, so truly starting out and still to this day, it's kind of a, um, uh, I don't know how to really exactly put it into words, but I'm doing it solely myself. I'm working really hard on a broker and distribution. Um, it's a cross barrier between 
the stores say, well, are you in distribution? And I say, well, I need you to request me for that distribution. So it's a back and forth battle that I'm learning and um, having influencers and just people request your product within the store is what really catches the attention of the managers. Um, So me going in, cold calling and scheduling appointments and trying to sell and do demos all works great, but I'm a one person team and it can be a lot of work in just a little area. And we're talking the whole USA. So it's kind of, how do I reach all the masses? Well, I just need to get the trends behind social media is a huge part within that. I try to team up with um, cooking demos and really kind of bringing the benefits within pairing our product with that plain Greek yogurt. Um, A lot of people want to sample it. So we do have the smaller tear packets now at a lower price point so people can dabble with it more than the purchase of the larger pouch and being like, well, that's a little bigger investment. So I'm going to steer away from that because I don't know what it tastes like. Sure. So then you run into that too. Um, No doubt. Yeah. People just are weary buying things online in the taste form. Um, So we try and keep that cost down now and hit all the masses as much as we can. We're on Amazon and eBay as well. Hitting all those trying to hit all those keywords. And so if anyone's listening, please request an early pepper at your local grocery. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, and, and last but not least, like a couple of the lessons learned, you mentioned pouch size um, and talk about some of the the keys to to putting together a consumer product um, that is saleable. Yeah. So actually I took a class through venture school at the university of Iowa at wit in Sioux city. And I learned the business lean model And I did a lot of customer discoveries through that. And actually listening to your customers is the number one thing that you can do as an entrepreneur and a business owner. No question. Um, No question. Right. Yes. So they were wanting a smaller tear packet to pair with that 5.3 ounce cup. Um, So I listened. I reached out to a Google again, um, (laughs) trying to find (laughs) different co-packers that can work with my blend and keeping the consistency that I want. Um, I did find one and all within less than a year, I I did all this and I have tear packets now out in the stores um, for purchase as well. And kind of the validation of all the lessons learned under the umbrella of entrepreneurship is certainly um, wearing all the hats, but you have to delegate what hat to wear at a certain time. Ah, that's that's a great lesson. I love that one. It's tough, right? Because you're kind of the CFO and the CEO and the creative person or whatever. And, you know, some of those are like your strengths and some of those may be other people's strengths. Right. Totally. And you have to be in the right mindset for each day, each phone call, each post. You just got to kind of uh, delegate on certain occasions, if you <laughs> right. will. That makes sense. And talk about the pepper people. I love the pepper this. people. I love my I, pepper it people. Sounds like a, it sounds like that's going to be like, you know, something that rhymes. I could almost write that into a song. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's actually good. Actually, Phoebe Buffet said something about it on Friends. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pepper People is a little community base on our website uh, that allows people to share their recipes, get inventive with the product. You don't actually have to use plain Greek yogurt with our blends. You can just mix them in hamburgers, scrambled eggs, what have you. Um, So it allows people to kind of feel like they're a part of something. And we really like that feedback. We learn stuff from them. We're able to kind of build off what they have and grow as a company. I love it. I love that. Yeah. Anything related to community, I'm a fan of because it gives gives your brand momentum and allows it to grow within the consumers instead of you necessarily having to push the brand, you know? 
Absolutely. Pretty cool. Um, all right. And last but not least, where can our listeners find you? How do they engage with you, et cetera? Yes. Um, we're on all social media platforms as Gnarly Pepper. You won't miss us. And then gnarlypepper.com. And that is a silent G. So it is G-N-A-R-L-Y. Pepper.com. <laughs> love it. Gnarly Pepper. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great talking about your product. I'm, I'm excited to see where you guys go next, and I can't wait to try it. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, samples are on the way. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. All right. Sounds good. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. <laughs>